Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on danaglinsmith.com or warn-usa.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Cultural War of Jihad in the Modern Age. Featured on danaglinsmith.com. Reclaiming America's Heritage Trump Style. Prophetic Events that time prophetic events the time will come and featured on warn-usa.com gospel news wolves amidst sheep classic at warn radio a season tale of redemption truth and don't miss these warn radio episodes from january 17th 18th and 19th of 2024 on Wednesday the 17th hope in Christ America's captors Gaza Pakistan tribulation advocacy persecuted church at Warren radio Thursday on battle lines everlasting light Isaiah's prophetic book part 201 Friday the 19th the Word of the Lord, Righteous Branch, Part 2. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the Watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? And the Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden, with the, hidden within the storylines of the Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of the Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus and Robertson, the Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now, I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Yep, today when I looked out, it was a balmy 40. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful, another beautiful day. Yeah, 40, 42. You know, Thank eat your heart out, Florida. 
<laughs> they're probably glad they're in Florida. California, too. Eat your heart out. Yeah. We were 42. Woo, woo. Yeah, it was nice out. Yes, it was. Thank the Lord. And the dog didn't care. Yeah. Of course, our dogs aren't the wussy dogs you find in a lot of areas. Not a little little poodle type thing. So at any rate, welcome. This is a Thursday night. January 26th. Yeah. I, I'm just astounded that we're at the end of the month. A week from today, it'll be February. <clears throat> you know, that's hard to believe. Yes, it is. I was thinking about that today. You know, one week till February. And that's a short month. It'll be March. Yeah. March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. That's... Could... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But when we get in March and April, that's when your snow comes. I know. I dread that. I hope we don't get yeah, inundated so. like last year. Yeah. Yeah, one summer, I mean one one time like this in in the spring, it snowed and we had like five foot of snow. That's that picture that you took that I was clear up to my waist. Oh, yeah. It was beyond that. <coughs> Excuse me. We had a ton of snow. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, wherever you're at, I hope you're warm and dry and doing good. Yes. And happy in the Lord. You know, that that's, that's true. And having faith and belief. Yes. And not allowing fear to overtake you. Because a lot of the issues... You know, we have a lot of woke kids, and they're misguided. Every one of them need the Lord. And, of course, they don't think about the Lord, you know. And humans are like that. They get to the point where they don't think about the important things till it's too late. That's right. And for all you out there, you need to know Christ intimately and follow him. So I suggest you read John chapter 1, chapter 3, chapters 10 through 18, 1 John, the entire thing, and Acts, not Acts, but uh, Romans 3 through 7. Now those are just little key scriptures in there that'll tell you about the Messiah, Yahshua, and what you need to do. If you have any questions, stop by our websites at warn-usa.com and drop me a message from our contact page. So, other than that, everything's fine and dandy in America. No issues, no troubles. That is, unless you're really paying attention. No, we are, we are in trouble. I was being what we call facetious. <laughs> yeah. Proclaiming liberty. Those are the first words in our show tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay. Proclaiming Liberty brings us to Isaiah's prophetic book, part 202. As the promise of the Messiah and his anointed message and work was foretold, the repairer of the breach, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the book of Isaiah brings more than just the judgments of God dealing with Israel and the two houses, 
but encapsulates his dealing with the nations. Judgment came, yes, but also mercy, and in this, as we come to the closing books of Isaiah, we find hope. Hope for all mankind that flows from God's promised Messiah, whose message went to the Jew first, then to the Gentile. Out of this seed we find the hope and redemption which many a preacher, prophet, teacher, and layman listened to and believed. It is a message proclaiming liberty to the Jew first, then to the Gentiles, a message first preached by the Jewish apostles, a message that the Apostle Paul took to the Gentiles. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. We are, we've got a few things here. We're, we've got two verses I want to cover in chapter 60. And uh, then the one that we started out with today, we told you about the Messiah, that's going to be uh, the next stop. In verse 21 of chapter 60, Thy people also shall be all righteous. <coughs> They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, work of my hand, that I may be glorified. Now you see, this particular promise, you might think that God can snap his fingers and make everybody righteous. But in fact, you know, this whole chapter, you know, part of the book, you know, is really at the end of a lot of prophecies of Isaiah concerning the judgment that would fall upon Judah. And it did. And the prophet Jeremiah was the one there charged, just one of others, that uh, he was the main one uh, to warn Judah, which wouldn't be warned. Now this one categorically states that they would be righteous, they'll inherit the land forever, they are the branch of my planting. In other words, you know, God is the one that planted them. They came out of Abraham. Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. The promise son, the one that received the promise and the blessing, was Isaac. And out of Isaac, came Jacob and Jacob had well he had the tribes and so both of the tribes uh, in Israel in Israel when Israel started out there was one one Israel Israel that's what it was called that's the one that Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land with as one powerful glorified nation that God was fighting for and then the scenario builds until you get to Solomon's reign which was the epitome of what God would do with him because Solomon was a great king it was a great kingdom he was famous David was a great king, but he was the warrior king. Solomon was not a warrior king. But because of the sin of Solomon, Israel was broken into two houses, the northern tribe and Judah, the southern tribe. So this hasn't been an easy journey for Israel. And even today, Israel is still suffering from the falling away and all the stuff that they've gone through. Uh, God listed a bunch of things, what would happen if they fell away. And Israel today, if you were, you know, to talk to people and tell them that Israel would be righteous and they're the branch of the planting of the Lord, many people would laugh. Uh, and so... You know, the fact of it is, God did bring Judah back, and they did have a temple, and they were glorified, they were brought back, they were reestablished. 
But then by the time the Romans took over the entirety of the land, Judah was just a small little branch of people, you know, that was living in Jerusalem and the surrounding area uh, when the Romans had the place. And it was into that area that Yahshua came and presented his testimony of who he was. And so, you know, we're still looking, you know, to the lot of things. And I have a lot of stuff that I can put on this, but I'm, I'm going to move ahead because the next verse is verse 22. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. And, you know, when commentators look at it, Albert Barnes talks about this. The people then small in number would be greatly increased by the ascension of the Gentile world. And in the Septuagint, it says, I will do it in the proper time. And it's always the proper time. Galatians 4.4 gives us the fullness of time. And when you're studying prophecy, Galatians 4.4, in the fullness of time. Uh, when And that was when Yahshua came. And he was born. And at that time, you know, the Romans had control of practically the entire world. Um, they had one of the strongest armies, or the strongest armies. Uh, they had a senate. They had rules. They had laws. And so and they had one common language, pretty much. And so that's what this fell into. And Paul the Apostle, who was the Apostle to the Gentile, happened to be uh, a Roman citizen. He was freeborn. He was, you know, and so it, it's it's quite extraordinary that the Apostle Paul, who opposed Yahshua in the beginning, uh, Yahshua appeared to him, and he actually became one of the, you know, the prophet to the Gentile, the apostle to the Gentiles. And because of his Roman status, he was freeborn. He could go anywhere in the kingdom, you know, because he wasn't like all the others. So this is the fullness of time. This is how God plans things. And so now we're looking at Israel. She's facing enemies. She's facing war. And whenever you're looking at the end of days, like we're doing now, and and many of us think that we are in that precursor to many of the events in Revelation to be totally fulfilled, and elsewhere, because you've got a number of places that uh, that we look at, like Ezekiel and um, Zechariah and Daniel. So, so there's a lot of places that we find prophecies and the things that you know we look for these things to be fulfilled and we look for god you know to take care of israel but it's going to be there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen with israel and a lot of things are going to happen to america that that americans aren't going to like and so those are the two verses and the reason i wanted to do with those those are the close of the last verse but see what we're going to do now is go into chapter 61 and the reason we're doing this is because this is really the cataclysmic uh, arena that we're looking at. In Isaiah 61, Colin DeLeese says this, The words of Jehovah himself pass over here into the words of another, whom he has appointed as a mediator of his gracious counsel. And that was Yahshua, Jesus Christ. Therefore, not the prophet himself, but he who had been appointed to be the mediator of a new covenant, the light of the Gentiles, the salvation of Jehovah for the whole world, and who would reach this glorious height to which he had been called through self-abasement even unto death. Now that's a perfect description of Jesus, Yahshua. Okay, so now verse 1 is this. Now this is the exact verse that Yahshua read to, you know, in the synagogue to a room of people who sat there, and I assumed that they were, they were stunned. 
And uh, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has appointed me, anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now, if you have never heard this verse, you need to look at it again and you need to read it and study this section. This is one of the paramount scriptures and this is what Yahshua read in order to you know, tell you who he was. In Isaiah 11, 2 through 5, it says this, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, he had all the fullness of the spirit bodily, the Godhead bodily. And when he came here, that's what he came as, the one who had all all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that's why John said in chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And when he came and was born into this, we call him the Word incarnate. and spirit and knowledge and the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes neither reprove after the hearing of his ears but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Now this verse has, has a couple of uh, things in it. And when he came, he did come and he set the Pharisees correct. I mean, set them right uh, and a lot of their own things. You know, they were declaring that they followed. They were sons of Abraham. The Lord told them, you are your son uh, of the father. Uh, you're of the father, your father, the devil. And... Uh, within this he was always getting after him you know he said you you talk about the law but you don't even keep the law and he taught and he tried to tell them about mercy and a lot of other things and they would have nothing of it and so these are part of the things that he did while he was here when he ministered but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and just look at how he uh, uh, dealt with the woman who was caught in, in adultery and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, you know, they brought her to him and expected him. He says, well, Moses and the law says we should, you know, stone her. Well, there's a couple of things wrong right away. Do you not think that these guys already knew that she was a whore or that she did this? So why did they all of a sudden bring her to to the Lord? They were always bringing him to catch him. And so remember, he's, he's judging people and with righteousness. And so he doesn't say anything, and in the end they all leave because he had told them, he who is without sin casts the first stone. That's logical. That, that's righteous. You know, look what they were doing. And so... <laughs> he got down to brass tacks and he says neither do I condemn they go and sin no more that's what he said go and sin no more and uh, remember the Samaritan the woman at the well you know she wasn't uh, you know um, you know she was a Samaritan and uh, she started talking he started questioning about all her husbands you know and she says well I'm not married he says yeah that's true you've had five husbands <laughs> you know so he ends up talking to her through that whole thing and by the time he's done she believes on him and she goes into town and brings the whole pile of people out to meet him is this not the messiah and they all went out there and he stayed there for two days telling them and so this is this is what it is you know even today 
you know, people are in sin everywhere. You know, and, and we need to bring up, you know, that, you know, Christ can heal you. Christ can forgive you. You know, he can give you a new slate, so to speak. So this this is why this is really good here. It tells you how the Messiah is. And uh, here's another one describing the Messiah. Isaiah 42, 1 through 4. And behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect, in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him, and he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. The Gentiles have never had judgment. The Gentiles, according to the Jews, they're just a bunch of sinners. Matter of fact, some rabbis and and other holy men of the Jews, they won't even shake hands with the Gentile because they're so unclean. But, (laughs) you know, the Gentiles do have someone now and have had for a long time that is going to take, you know, the orneriness, the sinfulness, the godlessness out of the tribes on earth known as Gentiles. And it further says of him, he shall not cry nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruise, in other words, he's not obnoxious. He's not trying to uh, cause a lot of uh, attention, you know, just for himself in, by pride and stuff. Uh, he shall... Uh, let's see, a bruised reed shall he not break, the smoking facts shall he not quench, shall he bring forth judgment unto truth. And when you look at that, he's not going to quench, quench the littlest fire in people. He wants to sustain their life. He wants to help them. And so in that little flame, he wants to use that to uh, in, enlighten them and bring them into the light where they will know who he is. And he's not going to quench the littlest flame. In other words, you know, whatever faith you have, you know, Paul, you know, Paul told uh, a number of people when he was preaching to him, you know, don't lord it over other people with your faith. Oh, I've got all the faith in the world. What do you got? You know, I mean, a, a, and when you look in America, that that's what we do. You know, I can tell you a few preachers, that's the way they work. You know, not intending to do it, but they do, you know. This is how to have great faith. Everything in America, it's got to be perfect, you know. And so we advertise it, we do everything. But, you know, that's not always the way to be. Be humble and meek. And 53, uh, 11 through 12, um, this is the reason he's our Messiah. One of the reasons, the main one. 53 of Isaiah 11 through 12. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. This is when he died on the cross, but he just didn't die. He was put, of course, in the tomb for three days. He was raised from the dead after that, and he was seen alive by countless, countless people, even 500 at once. And so... The atonement is connected to all this, and the atonement is required for you to be forgiven. And Christ provided the atonement because in the Old Testament they had to have a sacrifice, you know, that was blameless. And so God chose his son to be that sacrifice by dying on the cross and shedding his blood. And that is why John, when he looked at him, called him, said, The Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Because he shed his blood. The shedding of the blood is what sealed the redemption for all of us through Christ as we believe upon him. So all of this is introduced in this first verse. 
that we enter into this chapter 61. And so the and the thing of it is he went to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. But there were the, the centurion came to him and you know saw his son healed. Uh, and so we we find a lot of things here where both the Jew and the Gentile uh, were ministered to in the Lord's ministry. And many people came to him and he healed them all. And so all of this illustrates the Messiah that was destined to come. You know that uh, Moses even said that one is coming. A, you know a prophet like unto me. And so we we see all this prophecy. We see all this fulfilled in Yahshua Jesus Christ. But the Lord went to the Jews first. And when he was wandering around Jerusalem in the Roman Empire, you know, there were Gentiles that came to him for healing. And he's the same today as he was then. You know, he could heal America. He can heal the people. He can forgive them. He can deliver them. He can make a way for them. But the problem is when people get into sin like America, we have pride and that pride blocks many people from ever repenting or admitting they're wrong. And so America without a full repentance is going to be done. It is not going to stand. And neither are a lot of the other areas and the one main deceiver that's coming will be here one day. And that's when hell on earth will begin. So in Isaiah 61.2, this is further what he was supposed to do. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that mourn. Now, make no mistake, there's coming a time, and I like the... I like the phrase acceptable year of the Lord. There's a time that was acceptable to the Father and to the Lord himself, Jesus. That time for him to come, that time for him to proclaim. And when all the conditions were right and he came. And there's coming a time when the acceptable time of the second coming of Christ is going to be here. There's coming a time that there will be an acceptable time of the year or an acceptable year when the final judgment will begin. See, and, and you have to understand this because this has to be accepted in the eternal. And it's already been written down. The dates are already set. The Lord declared the end from the beginning. You're not going to change clocks. And in Second uh, Corinthians six two, another thing the acceptable uh, year is that when the Savior's here, that's when you want to receive Him. When God is dealing with you, that is the time you want to seek Him. You see, there's an acceptable time. There's a time when the Spirit of God is ready, when the Word of God is fresh in your heart. The seed has been planted, and you've been going through tough times, and you don't know what to do, and your kids are having trouble. There comes a time, an acceptable time, when the Spirit of God brings you to a point, and you have to reach out to someone who can lead you through the maze so you can find hope, you can find deliverance. And I'm here to tell you that someone is me and Tower and many other Christians who know what this is about. The acceptable time. And see, a good, a good example of this is the year of Jubilee because when, you know, another time is the Day of Atonement when they celebrate the, the atoning work. Um, but the year of Jubilee is when all everything was forgiven. 
you know, and it's really quite a process. If you had land, you know, and you lost some of it, it would be restored to you. You know, if you were a slave uh, because of debt, you would be have that debt forgiven and it, everything would be restored to you. But what happened was Israel started cheating on that. And when Jubilee came around, some of these people that had all the money didn't want to forgive those people and give the money back and forgive them of the land so they kept it and 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 the Jews there were Jews that were even in in slavery and they wouldn't let them go and so this this is what brought some judgment on Israel uh, and make no mistake God knows when you're cheating God knows when you're sinning God knows when you're reserving things and when you're keeping things back you cannot keep a, a secret from him and so you can go into uh, Leviticus 25 and you can read about Jubilee and I do have a few verses let me see where we're at let me look at that verse 9 then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month and the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land and you shall hollow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land. And this is the fiftieth year. Uh, you know, when they talk about it, it, it is the fiftieth. Uh, and throughout all the land and to all the inhabitants thereof, it shall be a jubilee unto you. And you shall return every man unto his possession. You sh shall return every man to his family. You know, so you're not, you're no longer got them in jail. You no longer have them under bondage. A jubilee that shall that fiftieth year be unto you, and you shall not sow, neither reap that which groweth of itself in it, nor gather the grapes in it of thy vine undressed. For it is the, the jubilee, and it shall be holy unto you, and you shall eat the increase thereof out of the field. In the year of this jubilee you shall return every man unto his possession. Now you can look through more of that in, in that particular section. But you see the jubilee is, is really a picture when everything comes to a final end and God's kingdom is there. See, and your labor is done. And it's a jubilee. And for those of us Gentiles and even Jews... You know, the sin of man in the beginning, man sinned and fell, and the curse hit man as well as the earth, and everything therein is. And so the Jubilee really represents that time when everything's been forgiven, everything's been restored, and that's what the main thing with Jubilee is to restore back to people you know and if you're an owner and you have a couple of them that owed you money and they're working for you as slaves you as someone who is biblically and godly at that time would restore whatever it is you know that you think they owe you you're going to forgive them and let them go back to their family and I personally like this I, I think Jubilee should be part of America I think that's something that they should do. But see, we have people that are too greedy running things, you know. I mean, it, it just, just think of it, having all that forgiven. And it, if you were, remember now, when Yahshua comes, you know, if you're a child of his, your sins are forgiven. If If you haven't received him and walked in his ways and repented, those sins that are laid against your account are still against you. And you won't be able to enter his kingdom. So this is not about being a Baptist or being an assembly of God or being anything like that. This is about knowing the Lord. This is about having your sin and your debt paid. And, and that's why I wanted to skip ahead. You know, those two things, when we looked at what Israel was... Israel had a promise from God. And I'll tell you, God is going to take them through this. There's going to be a lot of trouble coming for them. 
but they will get through. There will be an Israel. There will be a Jerusalem. There will be the restoration of them. And as Paul says in Romans 11, you know, all Israel, Romans 11, uh, all of Israel shall be saved. You know, there, there's that restoration. There's that healing. And even though they backslid, even though they've caused trouble, they, they can be forgiven. And Gentiles, you can be forgiven. And, you know, you live in today's society, dear God in heaven, there, there's none of that. You know, all we hear is perverseness and hatred and corruption. And, and on the videos that people watch, you know, you see them robbing people constantly, beating them up constantly, just every kind of evil and every thought. And it reminds us that as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You know, you're, you're going to be eating and drinking, giving in marriage and taking in marriage. You're going to be living your life, but then the Lord's going to come. And so you got to separate yourself from the filth that's in America. And if your kids are having trouble, you got to get yourself straightened out and get right with God and then begin to seek him and find a church where a man and woman of God are there, a pastor and his wife who can be with you and help you pray through to God and, and get the power of God there. Because you need a good Holy Ghost moving uh, uh, service if you're going to deliver people and cast the demons out, I'm telling you that Christ is more than able to do that. And he gave us the power to do that. And so just like for Israel, Israel is going to be fine. It's going to be trouble. But Israel will eventually come to know who the Messiah is. God isn't going to send a Messiah for Israel and a Messiah for the, uh, the Gentiles. There's only one God, our God and our Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his son, Yeshua, the Son of God. He is known as the Almighty in Revelation 1. In Revelation 22, he says, He that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he gives you a couple more verses as examples. And he says, Behold, I come quickly to give to all men according as the work shall be. That is why he says that. If you're going to be wicked, continue to be wicked. This is concerning the end times. If you're going to be righteous, be righteous. Stay righteous. Don't let yourself be turned around. If you want to be wicked and be wicked, go ahead. Because when this thing gets over, it will come to time. You will stand before Jesus, Yahshua, and you will be found guilty because you never repented. You wanted to be wicked and continue to be wicked. And I'm calling out this nation, and I'm calling out the churches, and I'm calling out the wickedness and the perversion in this nation. I have written about it. I have warned about it for more years you can count practically and I'm telling you today it's time for America to repent it's time for the nations to repent but I'm telling you as it says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have eternal life there's a little verse after that and it says they're not going to come to light because they love darkness more because the minute wickedness comes into that light, it gets confessed, it gets exposed. And many people want to hang on to the darkness. They want to do their things. I'll give you a story. Some guys we knew back in Bible school went off in a ministry into Seattle. And they were working on the streets. And they ran a coffee house. And in that coffee house, they'd get people in there and they'd pray for them for deliverance and salvation. And they came across one guy that came in there and sat down. And they said, God can deliver you from the lust you're facing. And he says, I don't want to be delivered. I like the lust. And they said he just walked out the door. They never saw him again. See, there are people like that. They like the darkness. They like the lust. 
You know, now we've got satanic churches. We've never had them sitting on the street anywhere in America. Satan was pushed down. Darkness was pushed down. We had pastors that stood up against the darkness. We had Christians that stood up against the darkness. Now all we have is division and hatred, bias, pride, filth, and more filth. But there's beauty out there, and the filth has hidden the beauty. The sin is spoken up with a loud voice so that the righteous who are here, you know, can't be heard. They've got the system manipulated to where, you know, if you write a thousand articles about God and they only write one about the devil, the one about the devil is the one that's going to get exposed, revealed to everybody. Because they don't want you to know the truth. And I'm telling you clear from the tops of the of the White House all the way throughout D.C. Across this great land there are voices of darkness. And they're bringing in a darkness that if you were sitting in a room and it was that darkness it would scare the hell out of you. I talked to a preacher one time. I used to interview a lot of them. And he told me his testimony. He had died and he went to the Lord before he got to the Lord in heaven. He went through this darkness. He says it was so dark, it scared me to death. And I saw creatures in there I've never seen before. I said, can you describe them? He says, I wouldn't dare describe them. They frightened me to death. And he says, right at the end, I appeared to the Lord. And I was talking to the Lord, telling him what I'd done. And he, he reprimanded me and said, this is what you need to be doing. And he corrected me. He went back and he changed. And I'm here to tell you today that there are a lot of people being changed. And as I go through this in Isaiah, I'm telling you, Isaiah is just not about the Jews. The prophecies are not just about a bunch of Jews that get in trouble. It's not that. There's lessons here to be learned, Gentiles. There's lessons to be learned even for the Jews. I had a guy contact me on social media because I were in part 202 in our study in Isaiah because of the way I'm doing it and what we're doing. We're about to the end. And we also do a show on the persecuted church. And so he had seen one of our shows on the persecuted church. And so he sent me a little note. The Jews persecute Christians. That's all he put. Well, I retweeted, retweeted his, or whatever it was, reshared it, sent it on. But if he would have taken time to talk to me, I would have talked to him. But he was too afraid. I know Christians in Israel. I know Christians in Jerusalem. I've interviewed, you know, like Moaz Israel, one of the biggest ministries there. And it's one of the main leaders. I had him on our show. I know what they do, and I know why they do it. No, the persecution of Israel is, you know, Israel, Israeli Christians isn't even a shadow of what's happened to Christians around the world. I know the truth. Tower knows the truth. So does many of the various ministries that we know about. We know the truth, and it's coming out. The Christians get killed all the time. But in the end, none of your leaders do anything about it. So I'm here to tell you that this section here in Isaiah is a beautiful section. Verse 3 of Isaiah 61. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, 
that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Now he's talking to all men there, not just Israel. Because this is this whole section is about the servant that God called the Redeemer. And we all as Christians look to Zion. But I can tell you in Israel, they do mourn a lot, but the only one that can bring them happiness is Yahshua, the Messiah. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. There's a lot of mourning today, heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. In Isaiah 60, 21. Thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. God has that in store for the Gentiles, but he also has great things for the Jews. Isaiah 61.10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Revelation 7, 9 through 12 tells you about the Lamb of God. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. These people stood before the throne and before the Lamb. And the Lamb of God was Yahshua. Because when he was resurrected from the dead, Mary was there looking for him, looking for the tomb. There was nobody in the tomb. But she ran into the gardener who happened to be the Lord. And he told her, don't touch me. She recognized him then. And he said, don't touch me for I haven't ascended to my father yet. Well, he had to ascend and there he had to present himself to the father. There he would be crowned. There he would be received as the one who conquered and brought redemption to everybody. That's why they're all celebrating, because of the Lamb was successful. You know, the angels are in heaven all the time. But guess what? A lot of us believers in Yahshua, we're still here. We're not in heaven. But our parents are. We want a heaven here on earth. We want the Lord. We want him here. We want it returned. We don't want to see any more murders and hatred. And that's exactly why Christ came. And we also will get into building the old waste pit places. See all this is promised through the Messiah. But it, there's an acceptable time for everything. And you have to know that even in the church service. Wait on the Spirit of God and you will know. 
So we're going to start at Isaiah 61 next time. 61 what? 61.4. And see, you better understand something. You know, he's the son of God. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You better understand. You know, he was a teacher, but he's more than a teacher. He's a, He is the Almighty. Unless you know him and understand who he really is, you better be sure of that. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would bless this word to the hearts of those who hear it whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower, we've got, we do have a little time, a couple of minutes or so. So. Okay. Well, that was really good, and I'm, I, I like this chapter, and, and, and I'm thankful that we have hope in the Lord, and our redemption draws nigh, and he gives us peace and joy and health and happiness. You know, that's you know, that's really what people like anyway. They like happiness. Yeah, they want to be happy. They want to be live at peace and and the Lord can give you that amongst the turmoil going on. We yeah. can have peace and hope. You know, and we got turmoil. Oh my goodness, I just hate the evil. I pray God to come quickly. Lord Jesus, come quickly. But see, I like good things. I like I like it when good things happen. I don't like it when bad things happen. Nope, I don't know anybody who does except the wicked. They like it. You know, there are people that seem to enjoy being mad and angry and hateful wanting to beat up people or kill people or murder people and many of those are driven by demons so we got to say good night and okay well thank you for joining us whenever you do it's always a pleasure to have you here we love hearing from you and we pray the best for you in Christ Jesus we always hope for the best and look up for your redemption draws nigh and he is our hope. He is our help in time of trouble. He's our deliverer. And we thank you for all you do for him. We love you. And be safe. And we'll see you tomorrow on Sound the Shofar. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. You know, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May he light the path before you so you know how to walk before him. And may his word comfort you and may his spirit be with you to teach you and comfort you. Good night. God bless. Take care of yourself and your family. Draw nigh to the Lord. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.